Sandman, Master of Prince. Issue number one, January 1989, New Form, DC. Written by Neil Gaiman, Keith Gringerberg. Wake up, sir. We are here. June 6th, 1916. Rich Cross, England. Already? I must have dozed off. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. My name is Hayfe, Dr. John Hayfe. Can I, uh, is Mr. Burgess available? The master is in his study, sir. Please follow me. Dr. Haitley, what an unexpected pleasure. Please take a seat. Compton, some tea for our guest. So I take it that you have reconsidered. After our meeting at the museum, I, I know what I say, but my son Edmund, I got a telegram this morning. His destroyer was sunk last week of Jutland. He's dead. I bought you the book. I had to. If what you were telling me was true, and it was, it is true, isn't it about that? Quite true, Dr. Hathaway. The Magdalian Grimoire was all that the order needed. You can hold the ceremony at the next full moon. And then no one need ever die again. June 10th, 1960, Toronto, Canada. Ellie mustn't listens to her bedtime story. Say twiddle-dee-dum when you are the only one of the things in frame. You know very well you are not real. She knows it is only meant to entertain her. It terrifies her. Kingston, Jamaica. His father and Daniel Bastan Monte slips. The shouts and songs of drunken adult do not shake his slumber. His dream of a castle in the air above the blue mountains, a castle made of clouds. Pardon, France, Stephen Wasserman goes over the top again tonight. As soon as it's dark, he never sleeps. He never dreamed it would be like this. Nobody told him. He lied about his age to enlist. He's almost 14. London, England. Unity, Kincaid, tosses between linen sheets. She dreams of a tall, dark man. His eyes burn like twin star in her head. She mutters and whimpers, lost in a world beyond her understanding. Unity dreams. 
Rich Cross, England, Roderick, Burgess, Waking Cream are off the power and the glowing. And after that, of course, especially that. It's mid time, it's time. Time, ah, oh, no one has ever attempted that we will achieve tonight, Alex. To summon and imprison that. This will be a triumph for the all, eh, Alex? After tonight, I'd like to see Alistair and his friends try to make fun of me. They will make no more jokes, Alex. And that is at my command. And I have the Magdalene Grimoire, poor Professor Hathaway. If even if we fail tonight, my son Hathaway gave us the book. He will be in our sway forever. The Royal Museum will be ours to plunder. Magnus, poor fool. Everything is all ready for the ceremony, masses. Good, show your places then. Let us begin. For a moment, Roderick Burgess is scared. He thinks of the affirmity of his action. To capture death, to bind the reaper. For a moment, he hesitates. But only for a moment. I give you coin. I made from a stone. I gave you a song I stole from the dirt. I give you a claw I ripped from a rat. I give you a name and the name is lost. I give you the blood from out of my vein and a feather I pulled from her. Angel wings. I give you a knife from under the hills and a stick that I stuck through a dead man's eye. The world of the spell told inside his head. Burgess realizes that he couldn't stop now, not even if he wanted to. I call you with names, oh my lord. Oh, my Lord, come, 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 come. Someone with poison and someone with pain. I open the way and I open the gates. I summon you in the names of the old lords. Namta, Alatu, Morax. Nabirios, Klesh, Vipar, Maimon, we summon. Come, 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 come. Shema Deva calls you. Mavorim calls you. Harvendil calls you. From the dark they call you. Into the dark they call you. Coin and song. Knife and stick, claw and name, blood and feather. 
here in the darkness, here in the darkness, here in the darkness, here in the darkness, we summon you together, come. We did it. I don't believe it. We did it. Now we failed. This isn't death. Damn it to hell. Even so. I think at the end of the day. This will have been a very profitable evening's work. Early. Early. Tried to kill. Can you believe it Arthur? She's fallen asleep again. Her father carried her to her bed. She never woke up. Daniel Bustamante returns to his best room. And then the clouds aren't there at all. Too scared to sleep. He sobs to keep himself awake until dark. But this time the clouds aren't flimsy, frail, less real. Steve Hans case is new to the doctors they thought they had seen every form of shell shock long can a boy go without sleeping even the nightmares speak out in the dark daylight it's sad the morning is proving useless Stephen Wasserman went over the top unity Kincaid find it Harder and harder to stay awake. Now she lies unmoving, breath shallow and silent, lost to the world. She now sleeps for almost twenty hours a day. Used dream to shift in her sleep, muttering and saying, "Lock." In a half-remembered fantasy, unity slips. Trapped. Observe. Welcome. As you see, the circle traps you incorporately. The crystal cell imprisons your material aspects. You won't get out until, unless the circle is broken. And the circle will not be broken unless I order it. We'll discuss the condition of your release. Patience. Threats. June 1920. The Great War two years in the past. An overdue stock taking reveals the loss of books and manuscripts from the Royal Museum. Professor John Hathaway. Senior curator comes under suspicion. You are a bastard, Patrick Burgess, and I was a fool. I was a fool to think you could replace Edmund. I was a fool to have given you the damn book. You have bled me try, but you can't blackmail me any longer. I have written a suicide note. To my shame, I know too much about you. It's all there, all I know. If you're lucky, then only hang you. will ruin no more lives. I cannot bear my life anymore, any longer. 
Damn you to hell, Burgess. Alas, I am certain you will meet me there. Confession. I, Jonathan Hathaway, wishing to die peacefully here, state that the truth of my life. Fool! Professor Hathaway's use of a museum artifact in his suicide confirmed speculation that he was mentally unbalanced. No suicide note was found. Extra, extra, curators, mystery, suicide, please, baffled. At the inquest, accusations were made linking Hathaway to Roderick Burgess, Lord Magus and his order of ancient mysteries. Nothing could be proven. The self-satisfied, self-styled Damon King refused to comment. Extra, extra, Damon King cleared due to lack of evidence. Extra, extra, tragedies of sleepy sickness. Verbed mind and broken bodies, extra, extra. The sleepy sickness, as it was called, continued to spread. People fell asleep and did not wake up. They lived their lives like a sleepwalker, eating if fed, sometimes talking nonsense, dream stuff. Psychic residue from the world of war. Some suggested others, doctor and scientist, more sensibly attributed to a virus. Unable to sleep, Stephen Wasserman killed himself a year after his discharge from the army. He was 16. Stephen, 1902. Wasserman, 1918. August, 1926. And blast him. I know he understands me. Ten years in that goldfish bowl, and he has not said a word. Just stares at me with those creepy eyes of his. He hates us. Ah, Father Magus, I have my cast some light on your guest in the Paginarum Palmerum here. Look at this picture. Hmm, yes, indeed. Why do you think I ordered that none of the gods were to sleep? He had to be one of the endless. So which one? Not that. We knew that destiny, then desire? Here, if said the king of dreams. Dream was the only one that feated the bill. I was hoping you had worked it out on your own one day, though, and you have. Well done, Alex. I know that the order will be safe in your hands. If ever I forsake the material plane, heh, hey, Mr. Sykes, indubly, Magus. November 30. A schism brings chaos to the order. Ruthwin Sykes, second in command of the Order of Ancient Mysteries, disappears 
in company with Ethel Cripps, the Magus mistress. They take with them many of the oldest treasures and over 200,000 pound in cash. Magical war is declared. San Francisco, December 1930. I beg protection, Lord. Protections come to you, mortal. The things you offer is paltry trifles. Have you no sling? Elsie. Perhaps his helmet, sir? Ah, yes. For this, I will give you what you ask. Splendid. This amulet will make safe from anything. Which cross England. Purr. As his blood is shed, so spills your blood. Ruthven Sykes, adept of the 33rd, whose secret name is Ararita, traitor and oathbreaker. The ritual proved useless again. He has protection, the meanest of what about your prisoner? Shouldn't we make him do something to Sykes? We can't make him do anything, Alex. All we can do is keep him there and hope. We can try to raise data again. Clayton. We can get Sykes if we just keep trying. In 1936, she walked out on him. She took the demon's gift. With her. Yes. No. Oh God no. While he owned the amulet. It kept him safe. And he still possessed it. It was worth everything. July. 1936. Ellie Mustin. Is in charity ward. She is still asleep. She has spoken twice in the last decade. Each time she's cried for her mother. She still thinks she is eight. Daniel Bustamonte was one of the last people to succumb to sleepy sickness. End of 1926, he's now been asleep for 13 years. His wife and children miss him. Unity Kincaid was ripe seven years ago. She gave him birth to a baby girl. The scandal was hushed up. The baby was adopted. Unity never knew. She had slept through the whole thing. The universe knows something is missing. And slowly it attempts to replace him. Wesley Dot's nightmare have stopped since... He started going out at night. He puts evil people to sleep with gas. And sprinkles sand on them. Leaves them for the police to find in the morning. The idea came to him in his sleep. 
He doesn't dream about the man in the strange helmet anymore. No more burning eyes. Everything's alright. Vasilyard sleeps the sleep of the church. Father, 1947. Father, Father, do you think this is wise at your age? My age. <laughs> Don't be so bloody insolent. Open the damn door. You, it's your fault. You, damn you. You are dead, but you live. Forever, you haven't aged a day since we caught you. You could have given me power beyond my wildest dream. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't have to get so old. I shouldn't have had to get old. <laughs> Watched my captor grow old and die. No satisfaction still here. Waiter. 1955. Early Marston is diagnosed as suffering from encephalitis liturgica. She now works four or five times a year. She wants someone to read her a story. Dahlia Bustmont is awake much of the time. He doesn't speak, though. The superstitious say he is a zombie, a waking dead man. If he spoke, he might agree with him. Something died inside a long time ago. A castle made of clouds. When her parents died, the family executor had unity Kincaid put into a nursing home. They have to explain her where she is to her every time she wakes up. She never remembers. Around her the elderly wait for death as they had wait for an old friend. Killing time. Alex, darling, I still don't understand why you keep him <laughs> down there. What else can I do? But what if the police found out it's kidnapping? Don't be foolish, Paul. I told you. He's been down there for 40 years without eating, without sleeping. I don't think he can even breathe in that glass cage. He's a being of unknowable power. So what do I do? So sorry. It was all father's fault. Look me up. The next time you are inserted on the physical plane. The order isn't just a way to make money and get laid up, Paul. Some of it's for real. I have seen stuff you would never believe. Things that could still scare me. Nightmare things. You're safer just leaving him down there. I'll be dead long before he ever gets out. It will be somebody else's problem. If you say so, you have been around a lot longer than have. Fancy a game of tennis? Not now, sorry. I'm too tired.
Hello. You don't have to be in there, you know. The deal's still the same one that my father offered you. Power, immortality, a promise that you won't seek revenge. Well, I know you can't understand me. Say something. No. 1968, they came to him. <laughs> Seeking enlightenment. Alexander Burgess tells them of Kundalini Yoga, Tantric sex, astral travel, nothing important. Forbids them to use psychedelics in the house. Worried that the waking dream could somehow empower his prisoner. He won't let them call him Magus to his face. It's Alex, always Alex. Moved to a hospital specializing in encephalitis cases. Early continues sleep. There are many there like her. People for whom the sense of time stopped flowing. Sometimes half a century of earlier. Daniel slipwalks, unspeaking through his world. He moves slowly like a man, wading through quicksand. The nursing home staff pretends that Unity is awake. Reveal her from room to room with the other patients. Sleep, she watches television. Sleep, she relaxes in the sun. There are two guards in his room at all times, coffee and amphibiotides, <coughs> freely available. The guards never sleep on duty. 1970. Young people have drifted away. Alex hands over the reign of organization to Paul Mecker. His long-time personal assistant. Paul doesn't believe in magic. He sees the order of ancient mysteries as an efficient method to parting the credulous from their cash. Alex spent most of his time in his study. He wrote a memoir about his father, writes a letter to a newspaper defending his father's reputation is editing a volume of his father's letter. One night, he slashed his father's portrait with a knife. Alex will no longer read books on magic, except for one, the Liber Pulavaram Piggy Narum. And he only reads one page of that book over and over. 1972, 1978, I haven't had a decent night's sleep for 60 years. Is that your fault, is it? Why won't you talk to me? You could tell us so much, so many things. I could uh, torture you. You know, I could. Don't think I couldn't.
I have killed people before now. 1988. I hate you. I'm glad we trapped you. You're nothing special. Know that? You're nothing at all. A naked man in a glass box. That's all you are. You're nothing at all. Soon. Eh, pointless. Quite pointless. Take me up to my office, Paul. I uh, have worked to attend to. Don't I? Of course you do, Alex. Love, of course you do. Don't humor me, Paul. I can't stand it when you humor me. Boy, the old man's choppy today. Anything happening then? Nah, some old rubbish. I don't know why I buy it. Feels of happiness. I suppose it's in page three. And I'll be in Majorca this time next week. So there will be a plenty of the real thing. You know the kind of Eiffel you had never get at the beach at Eastburn? Nineteen eighty-eight. I do know. I once made this blondie buying chuck eyes. Ernie sees any conversation as an invitation to concoct tales about his sexual prowess. Frederick no longer listens. He's thinking about his holiday, and then the Spanish beach becomes a tropical paradise. It begins straight out of a holiday brochure. Sun, sea, sand, and surf, and put. Oh, Christ, what was that? Look at him. You don't think he's dead? I don't know what to think. What the hell do we do, do now? They won't think it's our fault, will they? They didn't do anything. Wait here, I will get Maggie. Dead, I bet he's dead. How long he's been like this? Uh, I suppose, I suppose we ought to take a look at him. He's never done anything like this before. Hell! Uh, uh, what happened? Where did he go? Home. Feels good to be back. I left the monarch, yet written naked, alone, hungry. Wicked. Clutch. A passing cream. First. Food. And Maud Notkin's recurring dream. He goes to his swell party, but he's dressed as a clown. He thought it was a costume party. He didn't know. Everyone laughs at him. Berlin. Elvis. 
even the Duke. Weird. That's the first time a naked man has ever turned up to raid the buffet. Cream, go figure them. Then Roe and Nancy turn up and march back on familiar ground. My first food in 70 years. I am so hungry. I didn't even test it. First food, then clothing. I am weak, lacking my stools. Still, I imagine the texture of fabric against my skin, sculpted from a dream space. It has been so long. There, that's two or three. I have food and raiment. I need a tool stolen from me by my former captor. He will give them to me. He will give me the other thing I crave. Revenge. All over the world they begin to wake up. Why you are only a sort of thing in stream. If that their king was to wake at a twiddledee. Twiddledum. You had go out. Bang! Just like a candle. You look at this, Mon. He's crazy. Just sits there all the day. He can't even talk. He's crazy. No, not anymore. And in the nursing home garden, Unity Kincaid comes to herself again. My baby? I dreamed that I had a baby. I uh, need to talk to you, Alex. Something's come up. Something important. I'm afraid you will have to wait, Mr. McGill. He's having his nap. Hello. <coughs> Hello. You aren't talking. What's the matter? Cat got your tongue. You! It's you! That's right. It's me. I'm God. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't me. My, my father, he did it. I knew I wouldn't have. I'm sorry. I didn't shush enough. There are offenses. They are unpardonable. Can you have any idea what it was like? Can you have any idea? Confined in a glass box for three scores a year and ten a human lifetime. Time moves up no faster for my kind than it does for humanity, and in prison it crawled at a snail pace. I was, I am, the Lord of Frame, realm of Frame and Nightmare. You, your father, pipe me down with this pretty Higgy Megley, his topiny spell. May 
You did that to me. You barred me from my reality with your foolish circle. You threatened, cajoled, and pleaded for gift on neither mankind's to receive nor mine to give. You had no thought for the harm you must have brought to your world. Lord, what fools these mortals be. Well, have you no excuse, no explanation? Some reason I should not take reprisal. We did want to. It was all a mistake. We weren't trying to capture you. We want to capture that. What you wanted that. That count yourself lucky for the sake of your species and your pretty planet. That you did not succeed. That instead you snared Dead's younger brother. Sorry, you will never know how lucky you were. Here are my tools. A pouch, a helm, a ruby. Your people sold them from me. Where are they? I don't know. That was part of the stuff Sykes pinched 50 years ago. We never saw any of it again. I see. So, your punishment then. I will grant you a gift to reward you for your years of hospitality. I give you this uh, eternal waking. No! Are you are you alright? Yes. I Oh, sorry. I must have had a nightmare. I dreamed that prisoner had escaped in this tower, he was, he said, he has, he did, he's out, Alex, he's checked out this morning. <laughs> Keep away from me. Now then, Mr. Burgess, calm down. You had a bad dream. There's all no point getting all worked up about it. God, oh God, it was terrifying. So surreal. Have you ever had one of those dreams? You know where you think you have woken up, but you haven't just part of the nightmare and you are still in it. Plum. I can't see. I have, dear. But you know what? I think you are going to be having quite a lot of them from now on. <laughs> it was more tiring than I had expected. But he will never return to the life he knew. He is a nightmare. Everlasting. Eternal. Waking. How long has he been like this? He's only been asleep a few minutes. If that's what you mean, funny. He's normally such a light sleeper. 
No, please. Stop, Jim. And I have shown him fear. Alex, Alex, it's me, Paul. Come on, Alex. What? Come on, old fellow. Me and Nurse Edmund. We are here. It's all right. So wake up, please. Wake up, please. Sandman. Preludes and Nocturnal. By Neil Gaiman and Sam Keith. Mike Ringenberg. Don't me moronic lump of blubbery quirking pathetic love. Open the box, unwrap it. Ah, but, but, but it isn't my birthday. Of course it isn't. Your birthday powder brain. You don't have a birthday. Um, no, I, uh, don't, do I? Are you, uh, a P- promise it isn't going to explode promise now why would i give you an exploding present what kind of a brother would i be if i did that my kind of brother the the, the kind who kills me whenever uh, mad at me or bored or just in a lousy m- m- mood hey Let's get fraternal bygones be bygones, eh? Pudgy, now just open your blasted present. Brung tong tong. What was that? I uh, I I think it's somebody at the door. Well, something at the door. Uh, anyway, did don't you think we ought to uh? Mm, Wait for a while. Uh, I'm uh, well. I mean, uh, maybe I will go uh, away on its own. Who's there? There. Who is it? Gone. It's Gregory. Um, maybe it's uh, really something pretending to be be Gregory. Something but big and nasty. Don't be pathetic. Why would something big and nasty pretending to be Gregory? But just to be on the safe side, you can open the door. Now come to this. Think of it. Gregory is extraordinarily big and nasty in his own right. Anyway, it is Gregory, isn't it? Yeah, yes, but, but, uh, but, I, I, uh, oh. Spit it out, gully guts. What is it? It's him, brother. He's back. The prince of stories. Help me, please. I awoke in the darkness. To wake even to summon a light. There is musty, tired, old. Smells of lost dreams and rotten fabric. Where am I? Uh, hello, my, my lord. You, 
I know you. You're uh I I am Abel, my lord, from from uh first story, the victim. Yes, I do remember you. I'm sorry, it's been so long. Where are we? This this is my b b brother's house of mystery. G G Gregory, um, uh, that's K Kane's gargoyle. Um, he brought you here. He he found you in the uh, sh shifting zone. Yes, I was on my way to the castle. Uh, uh, I I uh, I'll tell what again. You you are uh, awake. He's um made you some food. I lay in the bed, feeling weaker than I have for years. Remembering, it was dark, stormy night. Before my imprisonment, I knew the journey would have meant nothing to me. I would not even have needed to travel. But weakened and exhausted, I stumbled through the fringes of the dream time. The dream I used to bind Burgess in eternal waking used up the last of my strength. I had to reach the gates of horn and ivory to reach my castle. But the way was very hard and I was very far too weak. I do not know how long I remained there. I remember the wind on my face. String down at the dreamscape below me. Then I was there. <clears throat> Good evening, your highness prince Morpheus. I made you some food. We will soon have you back on your feet again. You're kind, aren't you? That's me, your worship. Purveyor of Penny. Dreadfuls, shilling, shocker, blood and thunder, and first-rate nightmares. Arrivals, things have been strange since you have been gone. Tell me, Cain, do you possess anything of mine? Anything created? Anything of yours? I wouldn't think so, so... No, no, no. Yes, uh, you do. Uh, both of us uh, do. Uh, ladies of um, commission, remember? They, uh, they have uh, have his signature of them. Me uh, made them. Fetch them. These letters. Fetch me any of anything of mine. You button buster, you low down spine peeking, prying butterfinger. Dun, dun, dun. I uh, have my mine on me, sire, uh, and Kane ha has his too. He here, take it. Release, realize something I created. Before the dawn of time, reabsorbed that fragment of myself. I placed inside it. Now, Ken, your turn. Uh, 
my my lord uh if if it's not a, a foolish qu- question um, what what my branded brother is so spectacularly uh, for falling to in nurket is it where have you been for long lord what were you doing where i have been i have been imprisoned young man please do not provocate i wish to see my son and i wish to see him now arkham asylum for the criminally insane you must understand miss err the ethel d yes well yes well this is most regular irregular mesty arkham does not encourage visitor this is my son john d i believe he is imprisoned under his nom de crime of dr destiny a foolish boy i have been searching for him formos to take it we do have a patient of that name miss d but this is most irregular and i am afraid <laughs> young fellow i am so years of age i haven't seen my son in 10 years and i have traveled over 8000 miles to see him today and i will see him or my attorneys will know why what's the steps they can be slippery i am flabbergasted you couldn't bring john up to see me mr hunton at doctor doctor hunton we can't risk letting him out he's too dangerous he's no longer sleeps or dreams in the normal sense of the world or word and physically he's quite deliberate john is that you john mother i would have dreamed of you if if i could dream it's been a long time what have you done to him what have you done mother you look so old things are so strange this says mother they took my dream away from me miss day i am afraid he's getting over excited we should go miss d say goodbye and the house of mystery Good goodbye i uh, i feel i ought to give you a a good advice uh, i i oh shut up you punch what the fuck can i can't you goodbye sir ah uh, there he goes shit shouldn't we have told him about the castle about what happens to dream time why he will found out soon enough you aren't ma mad at me uh, are you mad why should i be mad i don't know own you 
you refugee from a bloody shambles, now open your present. <coughs> Beyond, outside my dream world, there is infinite dust, infinite dark, and the dream world is infinite, although it is bounded on every side. The way to the center is a slow spiral one passes the houses of mystery and secrets, old way station on the frontier of nightmare. But there one charts a course, nightward. Uniform one reaches the gate of horns and ivory. I curved them myself when the world was younger and order was needed. I hastened to the gates. Dream that passed through the gates of ivory are lies, pigments and deceptions. The other admits the truth. No one guards the horn gate anymore. I remember the way of old. Once through it, I can see my castle. Through it, I will be able to see my home. Lucian, one and the same, my lad, at your service as always. Get up, please get up, Lucian. What happened here? Breaks your heart, my lord, doesn't it? What happened? You are the incarnation of the dream time, lord. And with you gone, the place began to decay, began to crumble. The process was slow at first. My lord, things in the dream world began to transmute. I was aware of it in my library. Slowly the world began to fade. Some time after you vanished, my books became bound volumes of blank pages. The next day, the whole library was gone. I never found it again. It's been a century, strange century for all of us, my lord. A raven woman has decayed badly. She lives only in nightmares. Many of the playlists Servants dispersed back into the dream. Stuff that formed them. Brute and the globe vanished two score years ago. I do not know where. The Viatris has been getting worse. Uh, egg, an egg? Something has gone so wrong and it's been getting so please stranger. I have tried not to do it for you so much. A uh, uh, cocaine? It's uh, something, uh, the egg. It's not just any egg, you understand? It, it's beautiful. The fashion thing has been many things. Flecker, MCD, punk. She was a mad Madonna witch for a while. Blood and period, goddammit! 
Last time I saw her, she was a yup yuppie witch, but that was a year ago. I have encountered Cain and Abel always. Already. Ah. Yep, those two disturbed me. I mean, they are always being weird. But since you have been gone, hum, I, hum, I, I think I call her Arving. Arving? You can't call him Arving. Names for gargoyles always begins with the G. Like Gus Pacho or Gargoman or Gladstone or Ganymede or I like Arving. I no, please can stop it. Okay, please no. It hurts me too, Lord. Perseus. Some powers returns to me. Simply by being here. But I placed too much of myself in the tools. And they're gone. Stolen. Lost to me. The three in one knew... Such earthing, earth, brandy, and skull. If you are strong enough to summon her, yes, yes, I will call them. Leave me, Lucio. The dream world, the dream time. The unconscious called it what you will. Is as much part of me as I am part of it. And for the first time since my return for it. The first time in 70 years. Reaction of my substance. And I shape the world. The crossroad comes from a Cambodian farmer. From this dream of a new Oxcar. The gallows come from a young Japanese movie buff, her head rolling from a surfeit of old hammer horror film. The honey snacks, the crescent moon, all these are crazy to find. Black she lamb is more difficult, but one dances in the dreams of a child in the Adelaide, Australia. I take it. Do set the scene. Still the scene is incomplete. Cluto, Lachesis and Atropos would come for less than this. But I need a boon and the tree and freaky. There. Delhi the charge bill. Echo and clang in the lonely darkness twelve times. Dong, 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 dong. It's midnight. The witching hour. And they came. The one who is free. The we who are they. The Hecate. Welcome, ladies. 
You look so tame, my darling. You haven't been eating properly, haven't you? My face has been a long time. <laughs> Once something. Lad Atropos, you have found me out. I do want something. Atropos? No, not now. You might as well call me Morrigan. He's right. My ducks as well as callers Tisiphon, Elicto, and Megiro. Megira. And that take us back, eh? Might as well call us Diana, Mary, Florence, and Candy. Ha 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 ha. Sorry. For me, you will always be the three graces, ladies. Flatter. Oh, he's the clever one. So, what should I call you? It's I am Cynthia. She's Mildred, and I am Modred. Stupid name. I ought to be Morgan. It wasn't my fault. I just got them confused at all. Rich Queen, you know of my imprisonment, of my travel, of the time that was stolen from me. They have stolen. They have stolen time from you. What if that? You have all the time there ever, ever was. They stole more than one time. When I established this realm, I created tools to administer it. My tools are lost. I need help. Help? <clears throat> help? He listens to him. Did you help us against Cersei? I mean, dearie, one answer and then one answer from each of us. It doesn't matter. This is my realm. It has laws, old laws, and the beings in the world confirm to the law. Just as you three obey your own law. Could one of you exist apart from the other two? I read the three answers you are bound by the law to give me them. Maiden, there was a pouch of sand. It was stolen to me. An Englishman, John Constantine, he was the last to purchase your pouch. He has it still? <clears throat> one question, one answer. Rules, my lord. I see. <clears throat> I see. Then your question, all mother, my eye help. What happened to it? Traded with the demon, my dove, many years ago. Long gone, the mortal plane. Vegetary demon. One question, one my honeysuckle and one answer crone a final question for you my stone my dreamstone my ruby moonstone who was that now
your game passed through world mother the son who tapped the dream magics for his own ends until and his dreams were taken away from him by the superhumans as the league of justice about its present fear about but fear no one answered only i know thank you dear sisters <laughs> did you hear that's my sister self thank you he says you don't thank the fate drinking ah he he we haven't helped you your troubles are just only just begin exhaustion fights all my soul i have answers of a short this will be an uphill guest Abel had been dead for a couple of hours now, but he was starting to feel better. <clears throat> he feels splintered, vertebrae grind as he climbs. Even the pain feels better than the cold of death. It's a long way up, back up now. So much has changed. Much has changed on us since I was ripped from my dream home. what first it all time strong enough to go up against the horns of hell not yet to us then the ruby first or the pouch these are the things i do not know about this just as lee more than mere human say the englishman then john constantin he has the pouch or he knows where it is and he is just a man i will visit john constantin regain my pouch and with the pouch i will have the power to dare the gates of hell itself he is after all just a human just one human what could possibly go wrong uh i'll uh tell you a story goldie i'm uh calling you goldie of after a friend of mine who went away but i think of you as erwin really in my heart it's a secret story it's a story of two brothers and they uh, they loved me they loved each other very much and they were always nice to each other nice and kind and brotherly and the elder brother would never hurt the younger brother never uh, and they lived together in the same house and they were ah uh, uh, they were uh, uh, very happy um uh, i'm sorry i i wasn't uh, i'm not crying i'm really not crying it's only blood a little brother only blood dream a little dream on me
The Sandman, Song of the Orpheus by Neil Gaiman, Brian Talbot, Mark Buckingham. Neil Gaiman, writer, Brian Talbot, penciler, Mark Buckingham, inker, Todd Klein, letterer, Daniel Wozo, colorist, Alisa Kutme, assistant editor, Karen Berger, editor. The legend of Orpheus has been told in story, song, and poem over countless generations. It has been told as a tale of bravery, a lesson on the dangers of hubris, as a peon to youth and love too quickly to lost. It has been never been told like this before. Here then is the story of Sandman's only begotten son Orpheus, the offspring of Endless. He floats alone upon the dark wine sea. He looks around for his love, but she is not there. He calls her name, Eurydice, Eurydice. There is no reply, for reasons he does not understand. This distresses him mightily. He begins to cry. Salt tears run down his face, mingling the salt of the waves. He comes to him. He must be dreaming as he smiles. Father? Orpheus, you should wake up soon. It is, after all, your waiting day. I have a set. I have had a strange dream, father. I was floating on the sea, calling my wife's name. What does it mean? I am a hedge wizard. That I should interpret a dream for you. Dreams are composed of many things, my son, of images and hopes, of fears and memories. Of the past and memories of the future. You're saying I'm dreaming the future? Something that has not yet happened? Perhaps. I mean, son, why won't you tell me what you know? Because you're my son. Now, wake boy. I'll see you at your wedding. Orpheus, you were crying out in your sleep. Orpheus! I'm sorry, Aristos. Not to worry, lad. Remind me of my wedding day. I was terrified. Her name was Atone. She was lovely. You were married? I didn't know what happened to her. She died many years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a long time ago. People die. You get over it. It's a part of life. Yes, I suppose it is. You were married? I didn't know what happened to her. She died many years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a long time ago. People die. You get over it. It's a part of life. Yes, I suppose it is. Get dressed. You're getting married. 
It's been ages since I went to a wedding. Rost Ox, eh? No, no living thing is to die at my wedding. Aristus, I do not hold sacrifice. It is good to sacrifice before you wed, but you will have wine. Of course, my friend, and dancing. That's good. It wouldn't be a proper wedding without wine and dancing, but there ought to be a sacrifice. She's a very beautiful woman. Yes, you are very lucky. I know. Orpheus, my son, I'm so proud of you. This is a wonderful day. I'm so pleased. Mother, thank you. I'm so happy. This is my friend. Aristus, he is a farmer. Aristus, this is my mother, Calliope. You're his mother? You don't look old enough. How sweet of you. Mother, will father be here? I wouldn't miss my son's wedding, Orpheus. Hello, father. And the girl, your wife, Chibi, where is she? I'm here, Oniros. I wouldn't be late on this day. I'm pleased to see you. And you too, my darling. Eurydice. My Eurydice, oh my love. You're such a sweet couple. Isn't she gorgeous? Aye, she is. She reminds me of my wife on our wedding day. Well, here we all are. Isn't this nice? I like weddings, especially family weddings. That makes it sort of special somehow, doesn't it, brother? I was not certain you would come, my sister. Oh, it's not just me, all of us. Darling, let me introduce you to my uncle Sanad, Aunt Teleoti. I wish you both well, Aunt Aponoya. I too wish you both well. My Aunt May. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I nearly got married, but that was long time ago. It never happened. Maybe that was my fault. I don't know. Shit happens. You're both okay. Good luck. My uh, aunt, Uncle Aunt Epithumia. Love, isn't it wonderful? I wish you well, my Uncle Oletos. So you are marrying my beautiful favorite nephew. Well, let's see. Go by you both. Well, children. And my Uncle Potmos. I greet you, realize, on the day of your wedding. Uncle, wouldn't you wish us well? I am Destiny. I am Potmos. I do not wish. I know what must happen will happen. That is the way of it. But the priest awaits you. Children, your wedding begins. We call upon Hyomenius, Lord of Marriage, to watch over these two people in their lives, which will henceforth be lived as one. Heart to heart, 
body to body until the sundering of death. You may embrace her, Orpheus. <laughs> hey, more wine! There's another skin of wine. Over here, Estes. Well, are you enjoying the wedding, my friend? Assuredly, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, you aren't dancing? I'm content to make music, Ertius. But you dance. Enjoy yourself. I will see nothing but happy faces on my wedding day. My other uncle announced, Tiliuti, I wish they could also have stayed for the party. They had things to do, Orpheus. Also have things to do, my nephew. But you stayed. My wife, my love, my wife, isn't she not wonderful? Look at her dancing, she's alive. Yes, she is. Doesn't he play the lure very well? As just, my husband is so clever. Later he will sing to us. Have you ever heard him sing? My lady Eurydice, there's something I got to tell you. Something very private. I got a problem. Can we go somewhere and talk? Won't take long interest. Honest. Of course we can talk. Aristus, I had to think of anyone being troubled on my wedding day. I will do what I can to help. But we cannot be long. A few moments and no more. few moments and no more, lady. I'll meet you in the grove. Meet you in the grove around the back. And thank you. Thank you. Oh, come on, Andres. Just this once. Dance with me. I do not dance. Not even with you, my wife. Not even on your son's wedding day? As I say, I do not dance. I'm sorry if I kept you waiting here, sis. Now tell me, what's your problem? How can I help? There's something I want, and I can't have it, and I am going to take it anyway. That's my problem. I think you have drunk a little more than is good for you, sis. What do you need from me? You. I want you. You're joking, right? You're drunk. Please go, let go of my arm. I'm just you're hurting me, please. I want you. It's been so long since I had a woman. I want you. Hey! Please come back. I wasn't going to hurt you. Truly. I'm drunk. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Please. Ah, uh, you won't tell anyone, will you? And we are the same age to today. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? It shows that we are meant for each other. Two hearts beating as one. Orpheus, yes, Auntie Tola? Nothing. Orpheus, there's something wrong? Your days? 
I'm sorry, my friend. I meant nothing, but, but I meant no harm. Has something happened to Eustace? Has something happened to you, Rudeis? The smoke from her pyre drifts skywards in the windless summer air. It finds it easy to ignore. Some things are too big to be seen. Some emotions too huge to be felt. He concentrates instead on the correct fingering of the song of the gate. While playing each note exactly finely. The tune waves itself around him. Intricate and strange like a song from a dream. It occurs to him that he has never played so well, and he takes a distant pride in this. And when he is ready, when the music is part of him, he begins to sing, constructing the gate with his voice and the notes of his lyre. Who is it? It's a boy child. Ask him what he wants. You ask him what he wants. I have come to see my father. Enter then, boy. Your father is here. Orpheus, we have heard of your loss. You have our sympathies also. I do not pity. I do not need your pity. Hippogriff. It was freely given, boy. You should not scorn it. Don't pity me. She would have gone to her funeral to say goodbye. Why? I have not yet said goodbye to you, Udias. You should. You are mortal. It is a mortal way. You attend the funeral. You bid the dead farewell. You grieve. Then you continue with your life. And at times, the fact of her absence will hit you like a blow to the chest, and you will weep. But this will happen less, less as time goes on. She is dead. You are alive, so live. <clears throat> she is alive in the underworld. So, so will you help me to gain her back from the underworld, Father? Will you go to Hades and Kor and? Plead my case? You are talking foolishness, my son. I will hear no more of it. But father, no more. Very well then. No more. I'm no longer your son. Orpheus, come back here now. No. Suicide, laddie? Do you really think that's your wisest course? Yes, I do. We cannot be together alive. We can be together in the underworld. Cold, pale, and immobile, but together. Together we all whisper in the shallow voice of the dead. Together we all wait in the darkness. And in the end, but together, we will drink the waters of Lethe that bring forgetfulness. That's the true stupidest thing I ever heard in century. <laughs> oh, Orpheus, you're a strange child. I think you are more in love with the idea of your dead love than you ever met the girl herself. Take that back. You'll take that back or I will come down or I will throw you in the air and catch you as I did 
when you're mere might smaller or letters you wouldn't dare ha 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 try me lad just try me now you have spoken to your father i take it yes he has no help who is the dark one your father he does care for you do he has a strange way of showing it i but that's his way he sets and he surveys Alitras, what can i do she's gone she's dead i do not want to live without her hmm well you're a romantic fool but that's no surprise you get that from your father that is hardly my province have you talked to your aunt about this televete i what can she do for me she can do whatever she wants to boy there will be conditions but then there always are i don't know how to see her i mean she just turns up when she wants to where do i find her what do i do hmm well you have a few alternative for example you could die you had see her then of course you won't get much chance to talk but you will see her you could be born but you people never remember that particular conversation with her i don't know why not you just don't or you could go to her house she has a house she has lots of things although she seldom has much use for them you should say her floppy hat collection but yes she has a house will she be there she is everywhere she will be there how do i get her you ask your uncle olethros to send you there and you ask me very nicely <laughs> will you please i entorme entorme boom through there she will see me oh i she will see you sooner or later she sees everyone <laughs> if i had known i was going to have company i would have tidied the place up Hi, Orpheus. Looking for something? Yes, uh, you, I think. Well, like I said, the place isn't really in state for visitors. But you are here now. Make yourself comfortable. Mm, are you okay? I do not know. I don't think this place is strange to my eyes. Yeah, well... This is how I like it, but if it makes things easier, I can glitz it up all up a bit. Get it closer to the kind of thing you had expect to see. Hold on a second. There, is that any better? Uh, perhaps I do not know. So you made it here. I am impressed. What do you want? A wedding gift to replace the one you took from me. It was her 
Time to kill Orpheus. People die. It's okay. It happens. Go on with your own life. You have many things to do. Many songs to play and to sing. Not without her. Give her back to me, Teleute. I wish I could, Orpheus. She's not mine anymore. She's in the underworld. That's where your people go. She's in Hadeslurm. Then I will go there and I will make her bring her back. That isn't going to happen. You don't go to the underworld without dying first. Heroes and God visit the underworlds. Heracles change Cerberus. Listen, idiot. You can't go to the underworld and come back alive. Not if you're mortal. And Heracles was full of it. He just got dead drunk for a couple of weeks in a Frisia and told everyone he had been in the to the land of the dead. Uncle Oretra said you could do it. He said you can do anything. He said there were rules, but that you could do it. Your uncle Oretus has a big mouth. You know that. You can do it then. Hmm. Did anyone ever tell you you are a lot like your father in some ways? Yeah, yeah. You could go to the underworld. You could even come back. All that has happened is that I agree never to take you. But there's a catch. Rules. I don't care about the rules. There are always rules. All I care about is your eyes. <laughs> Look me in the eye, or you hear us. Okay. And that's what you want. You got it. I I thank you, Teleute. Yeah. I hope it works out for you. But don't you know? I thought you could foretell the future. I don't need to know the future. And the future so far, then it's me. Okay, show's over. Get out of here. Go home. But go to Tenerum in the south of Hellas. There is a get that there that will take you to the underworld. But go home, Morpheus. Go home. There were no song songs not till told of Orpheus' journey to Tenerum, or if they were they are lost to us today. <coughs> the hard time he had of it, he travelled on foot, on land, through the wild country and the few sparse town of the older days. From Tris to Macedonia to Thessaly, where the witches gnaw the flesh from men's faces for their spell and pull down the moon for their own purpose. From there to Delphi, where he spoke to Bithia. Although the oracle she gave him is no longer recorded and he received a gift. Passed through Thebes and through Corinth, he escaped the darkness where waited for him in the heart of Corinth, fleeing through Arcadia. Always he walked south with his lyre in his hand, depending on, his, on the charity and friendship of his fellows, and he was unusual in this. 
that he would not raise his fist to his fellows and he carried no weapons this is in a time when all men were warriors it was cold winter and orpheus came to terra the southernmost village in europe one leg south of the village was a promontory on this promontory was a deep cavern which found a noisome vapors rose and it was this cavern that was popularly supposed to be the gateway to the underworld you're not dead i have come to speak to your lord and lady will you take to them oh so what have you brought for me sprig of mistletoe a gift from the oracle at delphi a bow of gold i it is a payment for the living though it's rarely i have seen from the dead i would take a penny to ferry them across the stakes ravel enter is that yours yes will you play it for me it has been long since i heard music as you will Freeman, is something wrong? Have I offended you? Don't stop. How will I cross the river when I return? If you return, then you will leave by another path, mortal man. Yes, beware of the dog. King Hades and Queen Persephone I greet you well well Orpheus the balladeer have you a song for us then little mortal man yes yes i do i sing only two things love and time a journey to this world we love to which you're born and mortal must descend in time i came to plead with you great king and great queen i sing an honest song and i will tell the truth unvarnished and in my own i came because my wife was killed before her days in dance above a due to end her dies the serpent serpent and poured his poison deep to her precious vein i was not strong enough to bear my grief love was too strong for me and drag me down the power of love strong in lands above and love is known here too all the tales of passion and rain so long ago have any truth or honesty to them they say you too were bound as one by love i beg you by this silent realm to weave against this destiny of one who died too 
for the living will be yours one day and all we hope and feel and touch and dream all we hold dear will be with us and be gone for at the end with penis on our eyes we die and rot and then as a holy weed will be low our last our final home you see and we all stand still with wonder the vulture ceased not hideous liver tantalus makes an effort to satisfy his hunger a thirst o king o queen my wife like all the rest will soon be yours i ask you for again a tiny boon i ask you for her life and only for shots and of this earth but if you cannot grant that then i wish not to return to land at cedar sun and you have my life as well as her a nice offer but pointless though those not belong here mortal thou hast made the fury sweep orpheus this is a nerve give me my bride and i will leave this place thou hast made the fury sky orpheus they will never forgive me for that though are disrupting my perfect ordered world orpheus so wait but there are conditions there are rules there are always rules none live the underworld by the way they came to it there is a path that lead upwards follow the path and do not deviate from it now leave go to back to the world above and your eyes shall be yours follow there as thy shadow but halt not speak not turn not to look behind thee till you both have left our kingdom and gained the upper hand but halt not speak not Turn not to look behind thee, till ye both have left your kingdom and gained the upper of your native terrors, and then and only then shall she be thine. Do not look back. With the trace of many hundreds of leagues away, no, all lands lie above the underworld. Now, so little man. I thank you Lord Hades Lady Persephone He left that place and the dark laughter of Hades followed him for many leagues After some hours lost because of the laughter died away and Euripus walked in silence He could hear his heart beating he could hear his sandaled feet padding on the cold stone He heard the blood in his ear rushing like a dark torrent he heard nothing in obedience to hades command he kept his eyes fixed on the gloom ahead of him as the hours passed 
The conviction grew that he was alone, that there was no one behind him. He remembered Hades laughed as he walked in silence. And in the end, daylight, cold, distant daylight ahead of him, alone. He knew he was alone. He was the butt of Hades' joke. And he, and he, and he looked back. Orpheus, my love, you dies? No, no. Orpheus, he scared them. He scared my friends. Orpheus, it's me. I know it's you, mother. You scared my friends. I, I am sorry. How are you? Fine, and you? Fine. Well, no, uh, no, I'm not fine. Your father and I, have you seen him recently? I have not seen him. Oh, he and I, well, it's been difficult. We had an argument after you, after you went to the underworld. He told me of the talk that you two had before he left. He should have talked to the god of the underworld for you. They respect him. But sometimes I think they even fear him. But no, I walked out on him. I told him I will see him no longer. I think I have hurt his pride. So neither of us is speaking to him. He is not one to forget a slight. Not to forgive. Do you still love him? I do not know. I do not think so. Is that my fault? We've been coming for a long time. He cannot share anything, any part of himself. I thought I could change him, but he does not change. He will not. Perhaps he cannot. I do not wish to talk of him or to talk to you, my mother. Should leave the wilderness, Orpheus. Do you good to among people? People hurt you. People leave. I stay here. Mother, when I return from the other place, do you know what I did? No, I tried to kill myself. I should have listened to Teliotia. She told me only two kinds of people go to hell those who are dead already and those like me. Orpheus, I came for a reason, so I came to warn you, the balance day are coming, you must leave this place, go somewhere else. I do not care about the balance day. They are dangerous, my son, the sisters of the frenzy, and they are coming here. I do not care about the balance day. Goodbye, Orpheus. Goodbye, mother. We are the blackie giants in our wish drink wine with us make love with us you draw flesh with us Rejoice with us! I, woman Lysis, I'm sorry. I will not take part in your ritual. We are the Becky. Join us in our worship.
make love with us, and draw flesh with us, rejoice with us. I, women, ladies, I'm sorry. I will not take take part in your rituals. Will not make love with you. There is only one woman I have loved, to whom I could have given my love, and she is gone. Live in peace, please. We are the beloved of Dionysus, man. You do not give me take. No, Utak. No. You dies. You dies. Father, hello, Orpheus. You are unwise to seek favors of that which you have made your own heirs. It was your own life. I have come to say goodbye. It seemed the proper thing to do. I have visited certain priests on this island in their dreams. They will find you soon and care for you. I will not see you again. But father, father, did you not say you were no longer my son? Please, father, help me. Help me to die. Your life is your own, Orpheus. Your death, likewise, always and forever your own. Farewell. Shall not meet again. Father, come back, please. Father! Orpheus watched as his father walked away, unable to turn his head, even had he wanted to. His father walked away slowly, pace by pace, through the sand and foam. Orpheus watched through the tear-stung eyes until he was out of sight. His father even never even tried to look back. Sandman, the distant mirrors. By Neil Gaiman, Brian Talbot, Stan Walk. The boy is 60. He's not crying. He's no barbarian. No Greek to give in to his feelings, to his fears. He waits in his darkness, listening for a footfall or sound. He lies awake in the darkness, not crying. From the memoirs of the dwarf Lysias, I'm old now. And I no longer fear anything life could hold for me. I fear nothing save that great inevitable. And my death is not far distance. August. Thus the time has come in these memoirs for me to chronicle certain matters. I know of, and I am the only one alive who knows them. The things I write, I witnessed directly, or I was told by our first emperor, who was a man, and now is gone.
speak of him who was born Cassius Octavius who later took the name Cassius Julius Caesar Octavius Octavius he who later still the whole of the world Roman and the barbarian was known as the emperor Augustus Jeff what foolishness brings you here Lady Livia you are up early I'm here on the emperor's order <laughs> Yes I was afraid of that Well you will find him through there Dwarf have you brought everything Yes sir what is it They call it the Scaldum Dutch sir and you actors learned this No sir this is from Persia sir a merchant showed it to me some of the beggars mutilate themselves to live but a few do this instead sir Please drop not sir not today today I will be chaos Yes chaos This is soap a mixture of bone fat and ashes The woman use it to clean clothes at the river First we smear it on our faces and arms It smell foul dwarf Lysias if you are Caius then I am Lysias and beggars have never been renowned for their frankness my apologies Lysias There it should be dry by now then we sprinkle on a bit of this Fuck smells like vinegar It is vinegar. See, the slope soap blisters, and to any passers by, your skin appears burned and ulcerated. Remarkable, quicker than boiled asparagus. Now let us see what the market has in store for us. Well, are you ready, sir? Kaius, please remember that today we are beggars today. together friend lysias that's a lovely temple case the temple of avenging mars indeed how old are you lysias 22 sir uh cassius ah uh, you would not remember rome as it was when i was younger i am almost 70 the gods have given me long life i paid for the temple lysias as i built so much rome and others followed my example i found it in bricks and i have left it clad in finest marble there's some food in my pouch cassius if you are hungry i have eaten dried dates a few raisins a glass of watered wine that was satisfied me until this evening i seldom at much eat much really gosh 
I thought that well, you had eat lurks tongue, tongues and sold others, all that fancy stuff. I would, if I were emperor, hit the vomitorium and back again for more. But you are not emperor, are you, Lucius? And until the sun sets together tonight, neither am I. You never put down an empty begging bowl, Cassius. Put in a penny and others will follow it. And this is something else you actor learn, eh? Beggars lore, not actress, Cassius. Actress. I don't like actress. It's a profession based on lies and disrespect. Pretending to be what you are not. No, you haven't been good to actors, have you? You banned any of any man of noble birth from the state. I let you remain on the stage, Lucius. I'm the only one, and look at me. What else am I going to do? I see your point, Lucius. Today, I need an actor. Today, I too am an actor. Yes, well, let's hope you do better than... Pilatus, eh? Pilatus was adult. He deserved his banishment. He only gave the audience the finger when they hissed him. You didn't have to banish him. I heard people be rude shit to you. You didn't bat an eyelid. I'm a man. I matter later. Pilatus was disrespectful to Rome. He was lucky I did not have him killed actors thank you citizen may the gods bless you and give you virtuous children yes yes why are you doing this mm. oh i had a dream i once had a dream that gold was buried beneath an olive tree on my father's estate, and i dug it out for a day but found nothing ah when the dream comes true the gates of ivory licious and the lie. A few dreams come through the gates of horn and they speak. To us truly. Every spring I have terrible dreams, evil, dark dreams, but they are lies. They are not true dreams. But there are true dreams. My life was saved in Philippi by a dream. Once the Capitolian Jupiter himself appeared to me in a dream. And then, and then there was the dream that sent me here. A dream it was. Once I dreamed that I, the G, divine Julius himself appeared to me on stage when I forgot my lines. We were appearing in a plotus manacamus. Playing the twins. <laughs> Can you believe that? No one could tell us apart. Julius Caesar. I wish I had known him. I knew him. Well, of course you did. He was your father. Adopted father. Lysias, he was my grandmother's brother. Her name was Julia. I first met him at her funeral. The boy is twelve. His grandmother's pyre burns fiercely in the summer heat. He reads the oration. 
with pride, the pride in his lineage, pride in his lib liberty and republic. The boy misses his grandmother. He does not cry. The man arrives late. The boy has never seen him before, but there is no mistaking him. His uncle, his hero, his god, his eyes. That's what I remember. The first time, his eyes. Family, it must be nice to have a proper family. Mine are sort of embarrassed by me. They're okay in their way. Family? The family is the foundation stone on which the empire is built. I don't have any children or a wife. Probably never will. I don't have children. I have running souls. A daughter who shamed me. My grandmother, Julia. Her legs must have gapped for half of Rome. Man and woman. Thank you, lady. May the gods send you many children. Running souls. Aren't you going to give him a coin, Marcus? Why, if it's a god will that he cannot work, then let the god feed him and give him coins. He'll piss himself if he knew who you really were. Undoubtedly, but he had a point. We cannot defy the gods. Hmm. I have three duties, Lucius. I am head of the state, I am head of the army, and I am the chief priest. I sometimes doubt the gods exist. I have never seen one, except during my Lucianian invitation, initiation. I thought I heard voices. When we are initiated into the mysteries of Eleusis, we see and hear many things, strange things. No, the gods exist. I have never seen them. And there are others who stand behind the gods. Those whom even Jupiter must own his superiors. Eh? Who could be greater than Jupiter and the greatest and most powerful? Hmm. Firstly, Terminus, the god of boundaries. Jupiter must bow to him. Boundaries are the most important of things, Licious. And secondly, but I do not know who are they. The whispered of in the inner mysteries. The seven who are not prayed to, who are not God, who are never men. The divine Julius is now a god. I wonder what it's like being a god. I will be a god when I die, Lucius. Already they begin to weave stories about me, passaging my divinity. They say that my mother, Althea, fell asleep at the table of Apollo, and a snake made its way into her womb and fertilized her. And is it true? Of course not. My mother was interred by nothing. Most remarkably, that then my father's Venice. When I was a boy, I prayed to Mercury, to the physician, to make me taller. But I think my prayers were heard by Apollo, who gave me a powerful voice and a good memory and sent me to the stage. It will be a good to be dead, to be a god. 
What do you think it will be like? All my mistakes will be forgotten. All my crimes will be forgiven. Do you know how many men I have personally killed? How many deaths I have offered? No, neither do I. I last count many, many years ago. Um, I've done many evil things, but they were all to preserve Rome. And I will be a god. What's the difference between that and what you have got now? I mean, you have got the power of life, death, or what? A hundred million people? Your rule extends from the stormy coast of Gaul to the stinking desert of Judea. Everybody loves you. Maybe, well, maybe not everybody, but you are heaps better than chaos. You gave the army bounty, you gave the people cheap corn, you gave the whole empire blessed peace. You are practically God already. When I am a God, I will no longer be scared. The old man wakes up at night sweating and cold. Listens to the silence for one sec moment. After that, he has fallen back in time. It's once more a quivering boy. In the darkness, he feels that the whole of his life since that black night has been nothing more than a fever dream. Shouts for a storyteller. There is always a storyteller waiting in the anteroom. The old man sleeps alone, but solitude scares him. The gaudy tales of brass men and dragon's teeth comfort him, and a child again he sleeps. Where are they all? They have gone indoors. It's midday. Only mad dogs, Britons, and beggars stay out of out in this heat. How much have we made so far? Four copper asses, a brass dupont dios, rather badly kept, and sister Nicias made probably mainly counterfeit. It's a good thing that we aren't doing it for the money then why are we doing it later as i said the first time i met him as was at grandfather's grandmother's funeral i saw him next when i was 16 he was campaigning in spain he sent for me i was so excited and when i journey must have been a nightmare but at the time it was an adventure a boy's story. I was still convalescing from illness. It was a chapter of disaster. First we were shipwrecked. Then I was forced hey, to fight. First we were shipwrecked. Then I was forced to fight my way across country. Hailed by the enemy just to be with him. He was my uncle, you see. He was the greatest man in the world. He was my hero and he was Caesar. I spent some time with him in Spain. He has to have taken me on the next this this next 
expedition. He planned to have me always by his side or by his arms. I went on to Apollonia to wait for him and it was there that I heard he had been assassinated and had named as his hire. I was 18. I left that day for Rome to avenge him. You must have loved him very much. <laughs> no, I hated him. What was it like, Lucius, in the days of the Republic? It was chaos, held at bay by a handful of men. Cicero, for example. The lawyer? My father told me about him. He was, an, he was a great man, wasn't he? Yes, a fine man, an honorable man. The last of the giants. Cicero, what happened to him? I had him killed. Oh, I'm not a vain man, Lysias. I never said you were. The name I have taken, Augustus, it was not taken from vanity, but from pity, trusting that my rhyme would augur well for Rome. You named this month after you, though it is used to be Sextilis, now it's August. You did that? That will not last. Another decade. This month will probably be called Tiberius. We write our names in the sand. And then the waves roll in and wash them away. But we can leave things behind us. I am leaving an empire. Why aren't you king? Names, names. They offered Julius Caesar the crown and he refused it. That's reason enough. The Romans are proud people. They would not permit themselves to be ruled by a king. So I call myself Imperator, Commander, and they followed me and obeyed me as they would a king. People fascinate me, Lysias. It is within my power to give them back a republic. I almost did twice when I was scared and weak. And it is within their power to take back all power from me, but they will not. Humanity. They follow leaders, queens, or kings, chief, or emperors. They tell them what to do and they do it we know no more then they but still they follow us blindly as people lost in the catacomb would follow a child carrying a flaming torch and what do you follow them you leaders to make us follow you and obey you you follow our dreams you here five verses thank you sir it's very generous of you. Once I was a slave, but I was freed in my master's will, and I took what I had saved and became a wine seller. The gods smiled upon me, and now I own two ships and fifty slaves of my own. We know not what tomorrow brings, but for the hymn of the goddess Fortuna, I myself might be sitting 
in the marketplace begging for copper assets. No man knows the future. It behooves us all to walk with care. I know the future of some of it. From dreams? No, from books. When Marcus Lepidus died, I took the office of chief priest. I ordered brought to me all the volumes of prophecy. I read them all. Then I ordered two thousand of them burned. The ones I left I edited and had recopied. The prophecies were obscure, but not that obscure. There are two futures, you see. Two ways that it can go. In one future, the Romans sputter and flare like Greek fire. Later, a few hundred years, and then are gone. Eaten from outside by barbarians, from inside by strange gods. In the other future, the whole world becomes a province of our empire. The eagle standard will be carried through lands we have barely named off and dreamed of. There are nations beyond the sunset where we will rule golden ziggurats and nations to the south where diamonds lie like robin's eggs upon the ground. It will be a fine world, a great and glorious world, and that empire will last for 10,000 years for more. The prophecies were quite clear on that. They were clear on what I had to do. So let me get this straight. There are two futures, and you picked one of them from the prophecies and destroyed the others. Yes, yes I did. Caesar knew late at night he would talk to me. In Spain, tell me about his dream. He was a big man, and his dream for Rome were big. Are you scared of me? Scared of you, Lord? Don't call me that. When I first summoned you, told you what I needed today, that I would be spending a day disguised as a beggar, that you would be by my side. Weren't you scared? No kiss. I am an old man, but you should fear me, not because I am fast, and I am fast, and not because I am strong. And I am strong, but because I gave the word tonight, I, you, would disappear, and no one would even dare to mention that you had ever existed. And no one would dare complain, because the alternative to me is chaos. All right, I'm scared of you, but I still want to know, why are you begging in the market? Because, because I had a dream. Late one night, I awoke, as I have woken a night many times in the past and many years ago. And I called for a storyteller. The man who came was new to me. You, tell me a story. A story, Octavian? Very well. There was a child who loved and respected his uncle and who feared the gods. His uncle was a great general 
the boy counted the days until he would be old enough to ride out to follow his uncle to war when he was 16 and in his own eyes already a mar the boy set off to be with his uncle to learn the art of conquest and then on his first night his uncle came weak from illness and excitement the boy lay in his tent but something bad happened to him that night no how dare you Who are you? I'm here to tell you a story, Chaos Octavius, because you wake every night screaming, "You're a god? I'm no god, but I am here as a favor to God." A favor? All gods begin in my realm, Chaos Octavius. They walk your world for a span, and when they are old, they return to my world to die. This is a dream. Of course, of course it's a dream. Octavius, who are you? When I was a man, I was Aristemus of Marmora. But that was 7 years ago. The poet who became Apollo's ravens. Then you are Apollo. I pray you be not Apollo of torment, but Apollo of something something gentler aspects. I am not Apollo. I am no sun god, but poets and dreamers are my people, and it is not unheard of for us to be confused. I am no little Roman dream god, no god of rhyme and madness. I am myself. What will you do? What do you want with me, Lord? There is a way. Out of your dilemma, Octavius. My dilemma, indeed. I do not know the to do this for you, little emperor. I do it for another who has asked me to intercede on your behalf. The divine Julius Terminus, he who walks the boundaries. He requested. that i counsel away out of your difficulty do they then the gods terminus news you labor under a heavy burden while you are emperor of rome the gods of rome watch you and you fear the gods don't you yes but you have plans augustus plans you do not wish the gods of rome to know for a day in every year do not be emperor what but how be a beggar augustus go to the marketplace beg for copper plan your course on that day when the gods will not be watching and then and then i woke I don't understand. Some man in your dream told you to come and beg in the marketplace because the gods can see you thinking. I believe what was that was what he was telling me. Yes. You have been with me here today. What think? Yes. I don't understand. Which god are you so afraid of? 
the divine Julius. My life has been spent following the path he laid out for me. He groomed me for this. He knew of the prophecies. He knew what Rome could become. And he told me step by step what I had to do. I how I could amass enough personal power to do whatever I needed. Look around you, Alicia's prosperity, peace, table, government, enough rain to fill every belly in the empire. I have done everything he wanted. He, I have done everything. So, what have you decided then? It is a matter of boundaries. Observe our empire. My empire is based on military conquest. As long as new countries are being conquered, as long as the legions have new territories to conquer, then Rome will live. So, Terminus is the only god to whom Jupiter must bow. Goodbye, dwarf. We will never speak to each other again. You will not tell anyone of this day or of our talk. Keep the coins. Goodbye, Augustus Caesar. Hail Caesar! I'm going to sleep. Get a story trailer ready. Yes, Caesar! So today I was the actor. Or perhaps today I did not have to act. The boy is 16. He sleeps in his own tent. He is tired. He is ill. His uncle come to his tent in his darkness. His uncle is a great man. The boy is taken brutally, harshly there in the night. He offers no resistance. His uncle is pleased with him. Do what I say and I will adopt you as my son. Do what I say and you will rule when I am gone. Do what I say, and the world will be yours. The boy does what he is told. He lies awake in the darkness, night of the night, waiting for his uncle, waiting for the pain. And he never cried. That, then, is a true account of the day I spent with the Emperor Rome in the month that still bears his name. He passed him in the market two years later. Today I tossed him a cup and he smiled at me. I am an old man now and Augustus Caesar has been dead for almost 50 years. But since that I have wondered, turning the question over and over in my mind, what could he have been afraid of and what was he trying to do? Perhaps I understand what he was trying to tell me better now in the dim light of hindsight. Augustus will set the bounds of the empire, forbid any further expansion. And in his will, Augustus also appointed Tiberius as his successor, our divine ruler, have.
since then been successfully evil mad foolish and now all three perhaps he achieved his goal perhaps not but still i persist in wondering what was augustus afraid of why did he wake in the night screaming why was he angry why was he scared i do not know his secret and augustus has taken him taken it taken it with him him to the olympus the gods abidement or to the grave to his holy real holy grave